0: I'm David Brissale, Director of Communications and Marketing at Amber and BGA, and you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. Today's podcast focuses on the issue of sustainability in business schools and how business schools should be responding to the problem of climate change. So I caught up with Hannah-Lena Pessonen, Dean of Uvascular University School of Business and Economics, to find out a little bit. During the course of the interview, we talked about her own thoughts and sustainability and her own research into the area, as well as the challenge for business girls to come up with solutions to climate change. Well, hi, Hannah. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us for the podcast. I thought it would be interesting if we kicked off with you perhaps talking a little bit about yourself and your own career.
1: Yes, thank you. It was great to to take part in this uh, series of podcasts. Uh, But myself, uh, well... um, from inland, where I'm also working, working now for for a longer time. Uh, I had my first business degree uh, in early 90s. By that time, in marketing, uh, I was working in business when I graduated already for some time before that. And um, in 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 general marketing tasks, but then also got into into sustainability issues. Uh, some of the time already, when I was, was studying, I was working for for a company which we have in the family, so for our family business, which is in the area of, of real estate development and architecture. And um, sustainability was a big thing then, then, coming in the end of the 80s, early 90s, something totally new. And uh, we we in our own own family business got a lot of projects, uh, trying to figure out. The sustainability impact and what it could mean for real estate development. So that was my first first uh, sort of link to sustainability. Uh, then a bit later, in mid 90s, I returned to the university first for a short short period of time for for a certain project which was about sustainability in business. And while doing that very project, uh, I realized that that would be something. Uh, they, they were right by that time uh, starting a new program in sustainability at the University of Javascript where I'm actually still working and uh, then then decided to go for a PhD in that very area as, as one of the very first first people and uh, so I've stayed my plan when I, when I started my PhD and uh, also later was actually to go back to the business after the PhD but um, I've been asked to stay, I've been professor in corporate environmental management for almost 20 years now, and now the dean of the business school for, uh, six, well, this is my seventh year now, so for a while already, wow, so that's mean. to put it briefly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's really interesting to sort of look at it from from the perspective of sustainability first and then moving to business school and then taking on that that mm. position there. Um, You know, I think it's fair to say that countries such as Finland are are probably ahead of the curve when it comes to sustainability and climate change issues. But do you think it is the role of the business school as a community, as a a business school community, to come up with solutions to address climate change in the world?
1: I I think it is. Absolutely think it is. Uh, Businesses have had a role in creating the problems, not certainly as the only only one creating the problems but but they are one one of those those uh creating the problems so therefore businesses should have a role also solving the problems and they can have a role in 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 that and also a very positive role which can be very positive actually for the business too
0: do you think the business schools are doing enough to produce sustainable leaders
1: not at the moment not yet um Sustainability education in business schools has increased a lot in the past years. Uh, same is true for, for research, but we can we can still do a lot more.
0: And in terms of doing more, what what would you like to see business schools doing in order to have more of a positive impact on sustainability and, and climate change?
1: Well, um, I already mentioned education and research, so there's a lot we can do in both of those. So first, in, uh, if I start with the education, so uh, we should actually, in, in my opinion, we should offer some basic skills for all future business leaders uh, in sustainability, because it is a big issue. Will become bigger in, in in the coming decades, and uh, therefore, I, I really think that all the future business leaders would need some basic understanding about sustainability and how to, how to what are the problems, how to deal with those, how how they could be part of the solution. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so that that's one thing. Uh, then uh, research. Uh, naturally, there is more room for research. Uh, research on this issue—it's it's still a new area, so there's a lot to be done in in, in terms of research. Uh, in addition to educational research, then um, one thing which I think is important—if we are trying to educate people trying to do research on these issues uh, with, with our partners would also be important to look then uh, into our own activities uh, and the sustainability impact that we have in our normal everyday life in the business school. That means uh, the real estate, <laughs> uh, the heating, cooling, uh, electricity use, uh, what type of energy we, for instance, are, using, are we using it efficiently, uh, traveling whether it's going out for a conference in another country or the day-to-day uh, day uh, traveling to, to work and back home, uh, food services at the universities, all these different kinds of things. So then it would be important to look at those two, to be able then to, 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 uh, to um, also show the example in our own activities, to the students and the partners, people yeah. who we are working with. Yeah. yeah. And and one more thing, actually, to to, to mention from, from the business schools, and that's true for, for I would say all the academics. Then, of course, uh, the um, the expertise that we have grown in the area. Those of us who do, I think, it's then important to use it in the society. Whether it's in the case of business schools, being the well, company boards or, or whatsoever so that's also really been important
0: absolutely i think that you know there's there's a lot of challenges that the business schools are sharing with the wider economic community as well so businesses as well will be thinking about all these issues their supply chains how they do business mm-hmm. in terms of the sustainability agenda but on that note there's there, i suppose there's two sides of the coin when it comes to business education so you've got on one hand the business schools and what they're doing but on the other hand the students coming in and you know we're seeing a lot more evidence that certainly from our mba community that they're, they're much more keen to find out more about sustainability issues to, to go to business schools that are really sort of taking this agenda forward in, in productive and, and interesting ways are you seeing in your experience that, that more students are coming to you with an interest in sustainability and, and asking the business school you know what are you doing to to support this agenda how, how can you help us be more sustainable
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, not all of them do, of course, but as you said, it's, it's we see more and more students coming in with the interest to build sustainability in business,
0: yes. I mean, that's really interesting. And on that note, um, uh, your Vascular University School of Business and Economics mm-hmm. became one of the first BGA accredited schools earlier this year. And we were really excited to see that you have a, a master's program in, in corporate environmental management. Um, I'd be interested to in ask you a few more questions about that in particular. Um, what, what do you think that students can expect to to gain from taking a, a specialist program in environmental management?
1: Um, they, uh, we will offer them uh, understanding and tools about sustainability in business, and in, in our in case of our program, especially about environmental sustainability, but also about the sustainability as a whole, and. Um, one way to to sort of briefly explain what 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 is the content of the program, what we are offering for our students, we often say that we have three tasks uh, or, or three types of issues that we, we want our students to 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 uh, accomplish when they, once they graduate. and the first is that we want them to be able to identify the, the uh, sustainability impacts or more closely environmental impacts. Of the organization and the products of an organization uh, secondly uh, they have to be able to to come up with solutions not alone but together with engineers or scientists or whatsoever so where we we are realistic it's not just the business people who would be able to do that alone so that's uh, uh that really requires group work getting together with uh, experts from from other areas. But anyhow, coming up with the solutions. And then the third task, which is uh, sort of most directly business-related, is then how to use this information about the impacts and the solutions for a specific uh, organization uh, strategically. So how to build a sustainability strategy for an organization How to talk to your uh, staff, uh, how to talk to your uh, suppliers, your customers. uh, So when they come into issues with marketing, etc. So that would be the sort of in a nutshell what we are trying to teach to our
0: students. I see. And with that in mind, what's what would be the typic, typical, I suppose, student profile of somebody who's coming onto this course? And in your experience, what are you seeing graduates go on to do after completing the program?
1: Um, first of all, thanks for coming. Uh, this is an international program, so we do get students from basically all continents. Uh, of course, Finnish students, but then in addition to that, uh, students from almost all European countries but from other continents too. Um, we, uh, we have decided to accept students with different kind of backgrounds. So we have students with a business degree, uh, business bachelor's degree, but we also uh, do get students with an engineering background or, or, or a science background or a uh, degree in law or something else, social sciences. Uh, and uh, that's what we actually see is important. Because, as I explained earlier, uh, it's also part of finding the solutions to be able to talk to people from different backgrounds. So that's kind of, you could even say that's part of the philosophy of our, our classes, to bring people from different cultural backgrounds, but then also from different different backgrounds when it comes to business disciplines. Um, what is, of course, common for all of our students coming into this very program, the corporate environmental management, they do share the common concern um, uh, about the, the environmental sustainability. Uh, then those who graduate, um, they go out to to very different type of uh, tasks. Uh, they they have very very huge uh, variation in their working titles. For instance, uh, most of them will work in in private business in private sector. Uh, but that is ranging from anything from from heavy industry to to services to trade, so it can be anything. Some have uh, started their own their own businesses, for instance, consulting in the area of sustainable business. Uh, we also have some some graduates who have uh, ended up in, in in the public sector, uh, or some even in NGOs. So the variation is great. What they can do with the with the degree
0: i love that i think it's it really serves to demonstrate diversity of the the people coming into the course and how sustainability Mm. and climate change touches in pretty much every sector and every part of our economy and and that's that's sort of being you know i suppose illustrated throughout the 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 nature of the people that you're recruiting onto the course and where they're going afterwards speaking of, of of sort of economy in general um does the program have any corporate partnerships or employers with whom you're working um it will be interesting to find out a little bit more about that and, and also the impact that that perhaps has in the student experience.
1: Uh, we work a lot actually with, with, uh, with companies, with businesses. Uh, we don't uh, have, have any, any longer um, um, partnerships with, with certain businesses. We work with, with several companies, and then they are changing a bit from year to year. Many of them actually are companies where some of our, our alumni are working. So they are also eager to to come back in a way to, to work with the with the new students. Uh, that's an important part of the program. So we, we do a lot of projects, a lot of case studies. We bring people from the, like I said, many of those are actually our alumni who come back to to uh, give a lecture to to offer an, ass- an assignment for the students and all, all, all this uh, we also um, our students write, write uh, a master's thesis as part of their the their studies and most of those are written uh, in cooperation with with a certain business or an organization okay.
0: Um, as you know, Amber and BGA are both passionate about taking forward the sustainability and, and mm. climate change agenda, working with business schools to ensure that best practice is in place, that they're, they're doing all the right things and they're sharing the right messages to, to create responsible managers of tomorrow. What do you think the role of the accreditation bodies should be to ensure that business schools are working to best practice in, in terms of sustainability and its related issues?
2: Um.
1: I really think that the accreditation bodies uh, can can play an important role. Uh, the probably you could say the best business schools in the world are part of this organization, working with the, with the accreditation bodies. So it's kind of showing the way where the future will be for business, for the business schools. And if we have the 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 kind of most valued the best business schools uh working with the accreditation bodies for instance now on sustainability issues it will spread them to other schools and then also of course in time from our from our students from our research then also to business so therefore accreditation bodies can potentially have a have a big role in this
0: fantastic you mentioned earlier in the interview about the importance of research coming out of business schools. Um, I'd be interested to find out a little bit more about your own research, and I know that you've looked a lot mm. into bioeconomy. Um, can you explain a little mm. bit more about what you've done personally and, and why you think it's important and, and perhaps share some of your own musings?
1: Uh, yes, uh, bioeconomy first of all, it's, it's about um, finding alternatives, uh, replacing the, the current fossil economy so so finding mutual solutions to to replace anything which comes from oil or coal whether it's it's uh, energy fuels uh, materials raw materials as plastics for instance so uh, what I've done with with my research group uh, we we have worked a lot with uh, uh, wood pe- wood based uh, options not not too surprising. Coming from Finland, <laughs> so we have a lot of wood as a raw material. So we have been working together with the with the, with the local industries to look in, into the ways of, of of really coming alternatives to uh, with the, uh, for instance, um, fossil fuels. Uh, something maybe not so well known, for instance, in textiles. We we have some companies, small startups in this country, in this even in this very area, who are trying to find solutions uh, to 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 uh soil based uh, based based textiles. So so that kind of thing is what we have been doing in the in the bio economy. looking into the markets and
0: and uh, new products, uh, all of that. Okay. I think it's fair to say that there's when it comes to to climate change and sustainability, there's um, bad news. We see a lot of you know sort of worrying articles in in the press about the future of our planet's health. But at the same time, there's a lot of good news and there's a lot of really exciting innovations taking place in, in this arena. As somebody who's got your ear very close to the ground in terms of sustainability, what innovations have you seen in this area that you'd be interested in that that you might like to to share? Well, uh,
1: no, I. Just mention the textiles yeah. the textiles for instance I think that that's something I'm really really excited uh it's it's a huge area so it will have an impact it will have an impact once we can then uh, hopefully in the future uh, start replacing the the all different um, fossil based textiles also by the way not just fossil based but for instance cotton which has uh, the gro- growing cotton. Has has huge environmental impacts as well, so finding solutions for that too, uh, to relieve the, the 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 impacts in those areas. So, so that's interesting. Then, of course, uh, which I also mentioned, uh, the energy sector as a whole, again a huge sector, even larger, of course, than the textile industry, uh, is something where we will see. I'm, I'm sure about that. We will see a transformation in the coming coming decades. To, to a totally new new uh, type of uh, of a whole energy system so so who will be the winners who will be the losers in that ca- that game? We will need all different types of solutions uh, to to replace the oil, the coal in the future. so so that's already exciting in my opinion, will offer a lot of op- opportunities then then for new businesses, for new startups.
0: Okay, last question, just to finish the interview, and it's not an easy one, I'm afraid. But um, (laughs) if you could share one piece of advice, if there was something that you wish that everybody knew and everybody took heed of when thinking about sustainability, what would that that piece of advice be? What do you think that everybody should be thinking about in terms of forwarding the sustainability agenda to the right purpose? Uh, now Now that
1: we've been talking about business schools, um and businesses businesses in general i i would think uh, what is important to to remember is is the fact that the businesses can be part of the solution they absolutely are part of the solution to the sustainability problems so that's important to remember remember
0: fantastic well hannah that, that answers all my questions thank you so much for, for taking the time to speak to me and, and, and sharing your insight and, and thoughts today we really appreciate it
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: You're listening to the Ambition Podcast, and this is David woods Director of Marketing and Communications at Amber. When discussing sustainability, it's really important to move the conversation to the business world and have a debate about how organizations should be responding to the problem of climate change. I spoke to Claudine Blamey, who has delivered sustainability initiatives in the areas of retail, property, and aviation most notably at Argent, where she currently works, and previously at EasyJet, where she was pivotal in defining the airline's carbon neutral strategy. I was interested to find out more from Claudine about how to even begin leading the sustainability agenda in large organisations, and find out what she thinks the future of sustainability looks like. So hi, Claudine, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us for the podcast. And um, during this interview, we're going to have a chat about sustainability and how large large organizations are really getting on board with the sustainability agenda. But I thought it might be useful if perhaps at the start of the interview, you perhaps share some information about yourself and, and your career to date. Yeah, sure. Hi, David.
2: Um, and thank you for having me. Um, yes, I, I've done, um, I suppose easy way to describe this is that I've been a sustainability professional for the past 25 years or so, um, and have experience in lots of different sectors. Um, I started off in manufacturing and worked for Honda for over seven years, Um, and in those days it was much more about compliance than anything else, so it was about environmental management systems and things like that. Um, And then I moved on to the property sector uh, where I was in for about 17 years. Um, As an in-house sort of person, I was the first person in that sector to be responsible for corporate responsibility, Um, which was an interesting position to be in because I set lots of ambitious targets and and long-term vision, and actually that started to get um, adopted by the whole sector, which was really exciting. Um, And one of my highlights, I think, from being in that sector was, at the Crown Estate where I developed a 10-year strategy and this was over sort of over seven or eight years ago. And with and I developed a no carbon strategy um, and also no waste in, in the business. And this was before everyone was talking about net zero carbon. So doing that was really exciting and also developing a process called total contribution. Which was about being able to economically account for all of your externalities and all of your negative and positive impacts. Um, then moved on to Sainsbury's um, and I set up a group sustainability function there, which looked at everything from ethical sourcing to our charitable activities um, across the board to environmental, carbon, climate change, uh, and that whole thing really. Um, and then uh, very excitingly moved on to EasyJet and set a strategy there, which was all about net zero carbon. And in fact, they were the first major airline in the world to go net zero carbon. And that was that was really exciting to be part of that team and to do that. Um, and then now I'm with Argent, um, looking at Argent's new projects, but also my unit goes across Um, on sustainability across the whole board, Um, King's Cross and Argent New Loan, which is around Bencroft, is developing a whole new town. So, um, very exciting. Uh, I also have digital strategy as a part of my remit at Argent
0: too. I mean you've had an amazingly exciting career and it's interesting because I used to work as an HR journalist actually and I've sort of followed the, the journey of sustainability from it being like you say compliance through to perhaps more of a PR tech bo- tick box exercise and then you know eventually becoming almost a strategic imperative in its own right so it's really exciting you know to sort of see that develop within your own career and your own experience. Um, I'm really interested to find out a little bit more about your role currently um, in real estate and to an extent town planning. How does sustainability really fit into the overall business strategy here?
2: So it's very much part of the overall strategy and I think more and more real estate organisations are doing that. They have such a pivotal role to play in society um, in that delivering that infrastructure and, and the places where you work, places where you live Places where we have fun, so it is really integral part of that delivering a coherent society. And we need all really, the real estate companies to get behind this. And particularly focused on things like climate change, around how we adapt to climate change, extreme weather, and, and, and things like that. It's more heat, um, more cold, more rainy days. Where we really need to look how that infrastructure, how is dealing with that, um, and then. And so thinking about mitigation, and there's been lots and lots of um, real estate organisations who've come out and said that they are, they've are they got a roadmap to net zero carbon, which is really exciting. And then I think the other interesting part that we've focused on, and are more and more focusing on, is around how do we bring about circular economy. So we've generated a society where people just want to have stuff, and, are, and that's stuff is causing so many issues. I mean, just just taking plastics as one. Plastics has flooded all our oceans and um, our biodiversity with with small elements that are everywhere that are having such a huge impact on the world. And that all comes from people just wanting stuff because they want it. Um, So I think that changing that and changing the culture of that by... Making things that you can reuse them, modular buildings, um, recycled content (laughs) and building materials, and things like that to drive that real circular economy forward. Um, And I think the lastly is more a social element of the property sector that they're focusing on, and that's about creating thriving and connected communities. There's been lots of talk about how loneliness has growing in our society, how our mental health has having such a huge impact. And quite a lot of that has been about not really knowing your neighbours, not being connected to your community. Um, and suddenly that's what COVID-19 has done, has actually brought more of that community element to our lives.
0: And, and then may it continue. I mean, it's so encouraging to hear you talk about the strategic and societal benefits that sustainability brings. In your experience, have you always sort of had that buy-in from the organisations in which you've worked or, you know, you know, sort of organisations seeing the the importance and, and, and relevance of sustainability or is there cases when you might have had pushback or, you know, bureaucracy surrounding the, the things that you were trying to put in place um, in terms of the sustainability agenda?
2: Yeah, I think... Things have changed so much recently. Well, obviously, when I first started, um, it really was about compliance. And if you wanted to go over and above that, there had to be a, a really good business case and a payback. And we used to talk about payback periods of two years um, and nothing beyond that. But now I think people can see that there is a huge amount of value in being able to deliver strategies that talk to broader stakeholders than just your shareholder. And being able to do that means that you're driving your business forward for the long term, as opposed to short term gains. So I think things have changed. And and I'm going to say every single organisation in the world is thinking in this way. But more and more organisations understand that sustainability brings broader value. um, And that's what is exciting, actually. Um, in my past two roles um, at sort of EasyJet, but also here at, at Argent, it's been much more about running after a massive rock that's going downhill as opposed to pushing a rock uphill because people want so much and they want it quickly and they want it resolved and they want to be able to talk about it in public to say how sustainable their organisation is and the way they think and the way they deliver their products, that um, is so exciting to be be in this field
0: right now. Yeah, I completely agree. And on that note, um, we've briefly discussed EasyJet, but they they really hit the headlines earlier this year through um, announcing that they were set to become carbon neutral or net carbon zero. I know that you were very pivotal in, in that the development of this strategy would you be able to tell us a little bit more about how that sort of came to be
2: yeah sure i um, mean easy get was one of the most exciting roles i think i've ever had um, there was such a culture of collaboration and knowing that everyone was behind you and and they wanted to do the right thing all the way through the organization all the way from the board the chief executive down to all the way through the pilots and, and crew, that they all really were hungry for this. And they, the, the culture of collaboration was really interesting because we brought um, procurement, marketing, communications, the um, crew, the pilots, everybody together to come up with this strategy and to really drive it forward. So... So that was, that was the, the sort of really exciting thing. Um, I learned a huge amount at EasyJet in the sense that a big part of the strategy was about less, becoming net less zero carbon, making the planes as efficient as possible, but then there was a big gap between what they could do today and what the technology could deliver in the future. So It was sort of a... 20, 25 years, 30 gap to getting to a hybrid plane or, or electric planes, but they knew they had to do something about climate change, and they couldn't just idly sit by because actually their customers were really interested in that too. So offsetting was the biggest um, impact that they could make in that time, and so we, we looked at offset projects, offset providers, and came up with the most comprehensive strategy around offsetting that I've probably ever seen um, in the world. And that really got the buy-in of the board, got the buy-in of the, the even the sort of, you know, finance and the chief financial officer was on board, and understood why um, we had to take this leap, uh, and convince um our customers that that was the right thing to do, um, and and actually it did pay back. Before COVID nineteen, mean, we were seeing you know customers really enthusiastic about it um, and coming on board and, and travelling with ease. because of it,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I think I think that's been such a positive story um and then i suppose speaking of covid-19 one of the perhaps more positive um results of what what's currently happening in the world as as we're in lockdown and travel has obviously been um restricted to to quite a high degree is that we are seeing positive climate change results that carbon emissions are going down um and you know energy is is at lower levels do you think that going forward um there will be positive further outcomes Lessons learned from the sustainability that we've we've sort of been forced to put in place over the past number of weeks um and do you think that will raise up the sort of you know echelons of of corporate agendas?
2: yeah, I think um, I think going back to business as usual is really not possible anymore. Um, we can learn a lot from what's happened in this crisis and how we've responded to it and maybe turn that more into what we need to do about the climate emergency. So I think one of the things I've I've been really surprised at was that the government set set, set really clear guidelines um, for us to work to as businesses, as individuals, um, and how we should be responding to it. And I think going forward, it would be fantastic if the government put some clear guidelines on how we should be responding to some of the climate change crisis that is happening. And um, if you look at society today as a whole, we can see that there are, we've been hit by lots of different crises. We just They're, they're so busy that we don't really think about them um, on a day-to-day basis unless you're really involved in that. Things like obesity, heart disease, um, obviously climate change, mental health issues, biodiversity loss, inequality, and all of these things are actual crises that are going on around us. And there's no question we should take the opportunity to change things for the better. Um, you know, things like no more peak hours. Can't we just stagger how we do things, how we go to work, so that we don't create this massive peak that demands so much um, infrastructure behind it that really doesn't need to be there and increases pollution and so on we need more connected community that I mentioned earlier you know communities really come together and neighbourliness has, has come to the forefront well let's carry on with that and not lose that and thinking about the financial structure of our, of our own society finance really needs to think about how they enable the climate change transition that we need to go through and how do we have more green finance to be able to deliver this stuff because without it we can't and the current way our finance is structured is just too rigid and we can't deliver that. So I think it's a really good opportunity to rethink all of this stuff going forward.
0: And I suppose with that in mind, the the people who will be listening to this podcast are business school educators, MBA students and graduates who are very likely going to be leading the organisations of tomorrow. What skills and knowledge do you think that business schools need to teach their students to ensure that they're enabled to become sustainable leaders in the future?
2: Yeah, I I think the biggest fundamental thing is to be able to think broadly Um, and to be able to understand the different issues that are impacting our society As, as these sort of future leaders. They need to be able to and have the skills to integrate sustainable thinking into broad company strategies. I mean, given the business success is dependent on fulfilling all of their stakeholders' needs, not just shareholders' needs, these guys need to be able to think about what that means and look at it from different stakeholders, from their community stakeholders, from their employee perspective, from society as a whole, and be able to deliver to that. They need to really understand what's material for their business and what the broader value that those businesses bring to society, and be able to actually articulate that in, in a more financial way so we can start to see broadly what businesses drive in terms of value for society uh, and and to be able to sustain their businesses for the longer term rather than that really sort of short term thinking but so I think mean, there's a lot to learn um, in terms of how we develop our future leaders um, and they're giving them that Ability to think holistically, I think, is really important.
0: Absolutely. And then just to finish, at the start of the interview, we talked about people's obsession with having stuff. So we we talked a little bit about plastic. And I think it's fair to say that the news is still full of stories of organisations who are not acting in a sustainable way. And I think that another example could be fast fashion. So... Just to finish off, um, and it's not an easy question by any stretch So apologies in advance, but what do you think it will take for organisations to fully commit to the st- sustainable activities? So perhaps what is one sustainable initiative that you hope that all organisations will implement um, in order to, to perhaps be more sustainable and set an example for other organisations for years to come?
2: Um, that's a really good question. So I think that there are lots of things organizations can do. And obviously one of the things is that really integrates sustainability as a part of their overall business strategy and not just something that fits in with the sustainability team that they have a sustainability committee now and again and talk about. So so I think we need to really um, think about what those strategies look like. But I think what we really need to drive forward is about how we measure our success and how we measure the, how businesses think about purpose and overall purpose of their organization and how do they know that they delivering that purpose. The organizations that Unilever have done a lot of work around this, um, mark suspensors and, and so on, but none of them have really nailed it in terms of, how do we? How much do we contribute to society? And is that going to help us sustain our business and to deliver broader value? Again, so the work I did uh, when I was at the Crown State in developing the total contribution methodology is some way going towards trying to make that happen. And going back to what I said about the finance sector, I think we need to be able to account for all of these externalities that are impacting us and societies and business. And to have one way where we can all measure things in the same way, a little bit like our PML, we need to have a broader PML that measures that and everyone does it the same way so that we can really make a difference and understand how we're making a difference. I think that's kind of my challenge to um, the leaders of the future is put that in your your mind and in your thinking and try and deliver that if you can going forward.
0: Well, that answers all my questions. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. It really was a a pleasure to talk to you and, and, and to share this sort of ideas and these insights. So thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thanks very much. That was great. I really like talking
0: to you. And if you're interested to find out more thought leadership in the area of sustainability and climate change, we have a wealth of content on our website at www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition.